Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Superficial Magic. I am your host, Megan Granger, and today we are joined by a very special guest. Um, she's a writer, she's a healer, she's a psychic, and she's a psycho because she's one of my best friends. It's Kenna Conway. Hi guys. Kenna, Kenna. Kenna, you um you've been one of the biggest teachers in my life. Oh. Yeah. And you have some really cool information. You have an amazing story. You have um, amazing tools. And you just, I can't wait for you to share it all. I'm so glad that you asked me to do this. Oh, yay. Okay. Can we talk about how we met first? We can. Okay. Uh, We met doing the most embarrassing acting class in Los Angeles. It's where people go to a school in Burbank five days a week and um, practice being an actor but pretty much no one has any talent and they teach you things like carrying a pie around and it's just crazy (laughs) I left a very prestigious theater school to attend this one (laughs) yeah you did what what did that feel like to go from UCLA to where we were It felt strange. (laughs) Hey, you met me. I did. I did. I don't. No regrets. You said when you first met me, I was wearing a beanie and had band stickers on my computer and you thought I was chill. Mm -hmm. And I thought your boobs, your big boobs were real. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this girl is like so cute and chill. (laughs) On the inside, I'm like, ah, (laughs) I'm crazy. I guess my intuition wasn't as strong then. (laughs) Yeah, um, the band stickers were because I saw this really hot girl with band stickers um, on her computer once. So I decided to do the same thing. Um, that, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, around this time, I also got to know a little bit more about you, which I'm currently trying to sell the rights of your story to Lifetime because... It's Can we the- get it on a better network? <laughs> okay, HBO. All right. <laughs> It's the craziest story ever, ever, ever. And I know it makes you uncomfortable to talk about it. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to talk about it. All right. And if I say anything wrong, just I'll just hit you. Yeah. (laughs) Just punch me. You're already hitting me with your eyes a little bit because you hate this part so much. Um, So I didn't know any of this about you Mm -hmm. uh, until a little bit later on because it was something you kept really secret and Mm -hmm. private, which is totally awesome but you were raised in a very privileged um upbringing on the east coast and you had experiences that a lot of people could never even imagine you flew out to LA to go to UCLA on your private plane your dad was engaged to Janice Dickinson when she was on the cover of Vogue you had Louis Vuitton everything and you were just a little jet setter rich girl Yes. I mean, I wouldn't say that I had Louis Vuitton everything. I was not a little Paris Hilton, but... But you... I, I mean, I remember you did have a lot of Louis Vuitton. Yeah, it was my parents. <laughs> I just need to make that correction. <laughs> no, it's true. And you were very chill. We um, we were both... This is like 10 years ago that we met, so we were both on the party circuit because yes. um, we both thought it was really cool to go to like Ryan Cabrera's house at this time. <laughs> get blackout drunk well it was <laughs> at the time at the time um and we just built a really sweet little friendship because you were a really really sweet girl um 
and so was I when we weren't on a ton of Adderall. And <laughs> dad, that's not true. <laughs> and because my dad's listening to this podcast. <laughs> of course. Yes. No. And uh, we just built a little friendship. And then when I was a little bit older, without going too far into the story, everything changed for you. 180 lifestyle wise and you kind of lost everything yeah yeah so without going into too much detail for some reasons that I can't say on this podcast Mm -hmm. uh basically a two broke girls sort of situation occurred which if you don't know it's that tv show Whitney Cummings yeah yes so the girl loses all of her money and she has to become a waitress and move in with her friend Mm -hmm. I think Mm -hmm. I didn't really watch it but Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that was like essentially what happened to me. I grew up in this very specific kind of way. It's literally the only thing I don't talk about on the internet just because it feels private. Mm-hmm. And one day it just switched. I guess it wasn't one day, but it kind of felt like it. And I was living in this one bedroom in Venice by the beach and I no longer had someone wiring me my rent. And so Mm -hmm. I started flipping Balenciaga bags on eBay (laughs) and going through thrift shops to find new ones to flip. And I was just like, how am I going to survive? I have zero marketable skills. Wow. So you started working at a sushi restaurant. I remember that. I did. I tricked them into hiring me. (laughs) You were not very good at it at first, right? I mean, I had mixed skills, or perhaps I should say like mixed days, kind of hit or miss, just like my moods, you know? uh So like sometimes I'd be killing it and then sometimes I wouldn't. But I had this weird experience where like no boss would ever really get mad at me. Like they'd get mad at other people, Mm. but they just, I had some like angels on my side. Yeah. Who were like, let's teach her how to be a, a person. Yeah. Okay. So... You moved to New York soon after that, and you were working at a bar, and we stayed in contact a lot because you would have to take a three-hour train ride home. You were staying in Long Island with your mom. Yeah, I moved home from the city at this point to save money to go to India, so I was commuting over three hours to work at this shitty bar on the Lower East Side, and I was miserable. So we would commiserate on the reg about how much everything was sucking, Mm -hmm. and... It was really positive. Yeah, it was amazing. Um, but through this time, we both got in touch with a really cool part of ourselves. Because um, I was going through kind of a hard time, too. I <clears throat> remember that we just both... Sorry, I have something stuck in my throat. Um, I remember we just both were not killing it the way that we thought we would be. But we were finding a really spiritual side of ourselves that meant more it just wasn't the thing we thought it was going to be yeah I mean I was super depressed yeah and I learned how to meditate in rehab when I was Mm -hmm. 19 and I thought it was totally insane because I couldn't sit with my thoughts it was rehab for an eating disorder not drugs just gonna make that clarification throw that out there and then when I moved to New York and I was bartending and everything was sort of falling apart within my family structure I meditated to kind of save myself. I was going into this bar. I was never a bar drinker. I had no idea how to make drinks. They wanted me to be super social. And I have zero interest in pretending that I like what someone's saying when I don't. (laughs) My mom jokes that not everyone needs my truth. I don't agree. (laughs) So it was it was a requirement to get through. So what what did you read to learn how to meditate? Do you even remember? Uh, I Well, there was a point, I guess, back in L.A. where, you know, I I have a lot of those the book fell off the shelf sort of Mm. moments. So the meditation started when I was 19. And then, you know, I had this therapist who kind of opened up these doors for me. And she told me, like, why don't you go try Kundalini yoga? You'll get naturally high. And at like 19 or 20, that sounded cool. So I tried it. So I was trying like different things. But I think it was this book by Gabby Bernstein. Mm that prompted me to start doing these meditations before work spirit junkie yes love that book yes it was spirit junkie you 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 um also a person we've gone to see live together didn't we 
No. Oh, that was Courtney. Were, yeah, with someone Sorry else. about that. Mm. Mm. Wish you could have been there. Yeah, you know. <laughs> um, so you start meditating. Mm-hmm. And you start saving your money mm-hmm. to go to India. Yeah. And you had this calling to go to India because why? Because I didn't know what I was doing with my life. And I've had these kind of weird polls that I don't know where they came from. Like for a long time since I was little, I knew that I was going to move out to L.A. to go to UCLA. I was just set on it. Where that idea came from, I have no idea. And then I also had this really strong desire to go to Brazil at some point. All of a sudden, I ended up with these tons of Brazilian friends, Brazilian boyfriend went there. And then the same thing happened with India. I just had this pull to go there and I knew or I had hoped that there was something there for me, like Mm. some sort of answer because I was really lost. Some sort of answer of just what it's all about. Just an answer into what I was here for. I think like since I was... My, maybe around 18 you know that book like are you my mother it was like are you my purpose mm. like just searching I, you know I would like be on a trip in another country and the kids around me were we were partying but I was just like waking up in the morning and being like what's my purpose yeah yeah it wasn't as easy to just um shut off yeah and I tried really hard I had a lot of methods for shutting it off but it just did not go away don't teach us those methods. Teach I, us the methods for waking up. <laughs> okay. I also have a lot of methods for shutting off. Um, so you go to India by yourself with a backpack roller. With actually a, a rolly suitcase. A rolly suitcase. I had yes. traveled before with backpacks the traditional way. I just don't like them. They hurt my back and you can't find your clothes in them. So I decided to bring a rolly suitcase, which there's no stairs or elevators in India. It's all kind of like dirt roads. So... <laughs> The rolly suitcase looked really rough when I got home. This just seems like um, a romantic comedy already. You're going through so many um, weird, you know, life changes. And then you're off to India with a rolly bag. Yeah. I, I don't know where the love part's coming in. But... Right. With yourself. It's oh, a, it's yeah. A sitcom, it's a sitcom about you finding yourself. I've changed it to a sitcom. Okay. Um, You did a lot in India I don't even know where to start because I remember you telling me you did like acid on the side of a mountain with goats yes we hiked like Mm -hmm. four hours up to this campgrounds it was above Dharmasala and we arrived like an hour before the sunset we all (laughs) took the acid the sun it was funny it was really funny for like an hour and then when it got dark outside it got real dark on the inside and I was like clinging to the mountain for dear life I was freezing <laughs> there was no bathroom so you had to climb down the mountain to pee it was it was a it was an experience my we're, friends were seeing aliens oh. I was seeing nothing I was like get me in this tent I need to go to sleep Mm-mm. yeah Mm-mm. um what like what was your first breakthrough in India were you having any breakthroughs of like I'm, I can't imagine going to a more different yeah, it it felt like home in a weird way. Like I felt like I was where I needed to be. It felt obviously unfamiliar and a bit like sensory, a bit like not a bit, a lot like sensory overload. Yeah, but there was this weird, strange comfort level and this sort of knowingness that if I just went outside and let myself go I would be taken to where I needed to be and that is exactly what happened in a way that is so beyond what I could have imagined speaking of that I want you to tell the story about how you met a woman who told you you should teach theta yeah so two weeks into the trip I really wanted to go home I was like lonely I was sick and I found this workshop I show up to the workshop we have the first day It's really powerful from the get-go. We have lunch. There's this photographer. She was taking photos of the group. And she asks me if I've ever heard about theta healing. And I'm like, no. What is that? And she's like, it's this healing modality. My friend Maluka practices it. And you have the same crazy look in your eye that she does. And I predict in one year that you're going to be practicing it. I I thought that look was just because I drove you insane. Mm. I can't believe you had it there, too. I've had it before you. (laughs) And after me. Yeah. I have to stop internalizing things. Yeah, you're an angel. <laughs> it's the look of love in my eye that's for you. So personally. Um, so she's like, you got to take Maluka's course. 
Yes. Well, she just kind of dropped it. You know, she was like, you should meet Maluka. Oh, okay. Yeah. So then I kept hearing about this Maluka lady and my friends came back from the city that she was in and it was two brothers and we were sitting up on a rooftop. One of the brothers goes downstairs and it was the first time where I had like this really strong hit of information. I guess you could call it like a download. Mm -hmm. And I turned to the one brother and I was like, I feel uncomfortable to ask this, but what happened to your mother? And he turns and he's like, she died. And that's what our session with Maluka was about. Whoa. So I go downstairs. I grab this book, Many Lives, Many Masters by Brian Weiss. And I come back up and I give it to him. And I'm like, I don't know why, but you have to read this. Mm. And he comes back to me later in the day and he's like, oh my God, Kenna, that book answered questions that me and my brother have been asking about our mother's death. Whoa. Yeah, so that was like the first kind of window into this, I don't know, channel for information. What does a hit feel like? Mm, There's different kinds. Like sometimes I just know in my body that something is wrong. I think everyone can kind of relate to this feeling when you're just like, no, I know in my stomach that like that person is lying to me Mm -hmm. or, you know. That's the thing that I need to do. I have to go here. And then other times it's just, I just will hear something. It's not in in another voice. It's in the voice in my head, but it's very clear and specific. And it's usually right because you've used it with me a lot. And I'm like, yes. Yeah, it's usually, it's usually right. I wouldn't say that it's as strong as some other people's that I know. Like some people have it to a really next level degree, but yeah, it's it's clear it's very clear sometimes it's there so then you um you still are looking for this woman yeah so I get to the city that she's in it's in Dharmasala I see the woman who's taught the first workshop I go in and say hi to her and I ask her if she's seen Maluka and she's like yeah she's staying up on this mountain and her course starts tomorrow and I was like I have to find her and she said how are you gonna do that like this is a big city I said I don't know but I have to and she said, well, she's with a girl with blue hair. I said, okay, thank you. Leave the cafe. Turn. There's a girl with blue hair. I walk up to her. Hi, are you Maluka's friend? Yes. I want to take her course. She's like, great. It starts tomorrow. This guy will take you up the mountain. He's going to see her. So this guy takes me up the mountain. We're like hiking, huffing and puffing. He's from Spain, speaks almost no English, keeps trying to talk to me in broken English. I cannot understand him. He will not stop talking. Was he hot? He was attractive. Okay. So yeah. this sounds fun. Yeah. I mean, sure. <laughs> <laughs> so then we get there and I'm like, oh my gosh, hi, Maluka. And she's kind of like, hi. You know, she doesn't know who I am, but. I have had this connection with her for two months. I keep hearing about her. So I say, I want to take your course. And she's like, sure, come tomorrow morning. You don't have to pay for the first day. Let's just see if you like it. Like, awesome. Show up in the morning. We do the first day. It's really powerful. She pulls me aside at the end and she said, you're really good at this. Mm -mm. So then, you know, I finish that course. I take another course with her later on. And then that's how that that all started so then you had kind of a modality that you could use on people yes and it's theta healing and what that is is there's a brain wave basically called our theta Mm -hmm. and it's a very relaxed state of being almost a meditative state of being yeah it's what we're in i think it's from zero to seven okay that as trips me out so as when we are seven to zero Mm mm-hmm We're just in a completely open, clear channel, relaxed state. Yeah. So that really explains why we can get these crazy beliefs stuck in our head. Because somebody could say something totally innocuous to us. Like a teacher could be like, that was stupid. And Mm -hmm. you can be like, I'm stupid. And then our subconscious is so powerful that you can start living your life like I'm a stupid person and make stupid mistakes. And it's all because of this little Mm -hmm. and you'll attract people who will tell you that you're stupid therefore reinforce the belief system and it just starts to dig a deeper and deeper hole that's Mm -hmm. harder to get out of I think you were telling me 95% of what we do and say and are is subconscious yeah 95% of the beliefs live in the subconscious so they're out of your ordinary reach (sighs) cool great yeah 
man. So there's really nothing. I, I kind of have this feeling too. Like there's really nothing you can do to deeply heal yourself if you're not going into the subconscious. Yeah, I mean, you have to work with that. And there's various ways to work with it. Mm -hmm. But yeah, you need to go after that part of the brain. Which you're going to help us do here in a moment. Yeah. But I want to keep following the story because it's so interesting and it holds so many grains of little tools and help. So you decide to move back to L.A. Mm -hmm. I'm living in L.A. Um, At the time with my roommate, we live in a house. We have a third bedroom. And I say, can I come stay in our third bedroom? You're like, great. I, that's what I'll do. So my roommate and I, all we wanted to do that week was get magic tattooed on us because we called our house Magic Island. And so we had like a tattoo appointment set up. It got canceled, blah, 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 blah. I go pick you up at the airport with your rolly bag and you have magic tattooed across your wrist, which you had done after I had last seen you and never told me about. Yeah. So I was just like, what the fuck? Get in here. Yeah. Yeah, I did it in L.A. with my best friend that I was living with at the time. And it was sort of about finding that magic that exists and like following the magic of your dreams. Mm-hmm. And those people that worked at that bar made so much fun of me. <laughs> they were like hardcore Irish <laughs> tough people and they were just like what is that and they would jokingly call me magic that became my nickname at the bar but it was like they were like laughing at me I was like um jokes on them did they do acid with goats (laughs) nope (laughs) uh okay so you come and and live with me yeah and we went really deep into our spiritual um growth we would read like a book a day and talk so much about this shit Mm -hmm. and um it was awesome we got to practice and you would practice theta healing on me which was super powerful when you would do it I would like twitch Mm -hmm. it's uh, it was weird and um I wanted you to do it so badly for money because I knew you could charge and and make your living off of this and you were working so hard as like a waitress and that's the hardest job in the world, I think. So um, you finally agreed to go to this little like crystal shop healing center down the street from us mm-hmm. and apply mm-hmm. to do theta healing there. And she hired you right off the bat. Well, she made me do it on her first. Right. She wanted to make sure that it was worth it. Okay. And then she hires you mm-hmm. and you come home and tell us what happens because this trips me out. So I come home and I don't know why I did this, but that seems to be a running theme. Mm-hmm. So I take out my journal. I kept a daily journal while I was in India and I came home with like 10 journals that I had to send home because they didn't fit in my rolly. <laughs> I also sent a lot of books home. My mom was like, "Could did, why did you have to do this? You spent more on the shipping than the cost of the book. Like they're important. Yeah, they are important. <laughs> so you you have these notebooks. I have these notebooks. I take out the notebook. I open to this page and it's telling the story of that first day at the workshop where I meet the woman and she predicts that in one year I'll be practicing this theta healing. And I look at the date and it's a year to the day. <sighs> I'm just going to sit with that for a second. And you opened exactly to that page. Yeah, and I don't know even know why I took it out. I think one of the like crazy things that you've taught me is that you can't plan magic. It's just so um so random. It's it's beyond what you could ever even plan because that's just crazy. Yeah. Um but you can get yourself in kind of a magical magnetic state of being so you attract more of it to you because this kind of stuff was happening to us every day I feel like for a while yeah when we were super into it and kind of like I was still because whenever I travel I go into this really I think open happy state and stuff comes really quickly Mm. so I think we were still kind of in that state and then you have two people together with that state it keeps it going more so than just if you're alone yeah it was just like I would miss a plane and I'm this is when we lived together I like missed a plane in a different country Mm -hmm. and I didn't speak the language and then I was like oh man 
this could be really bad because they didn't have one going out for mm-hmm. a really long time. And I had a connecting flight. And then they came up to me and they're like, your plane got a flat tire on the runway. We're going to take you out in like a little cart and you can get on it. And yeah, just like shit like that, where everything just kept coming up, Megan. <laughs> yes. Which I really like. <laughs> so we need to get back in that state, which mm-hmm. I love that Abraham Hicks is always just like, it's just a really relaxed, open, happy state and no matter what's going on in your life um trying to get there and the way I usually get there is through gratefulness appreciation because it's such an easier vibration to achieve than love (laughs) (laughs) I feel like gratefulness is like the universe's little gift to us like I know you can't always do love but you can definitely write a list of shit that you're grateful for yeah achieve the same vibration so um yeah we definitely were we're working a lot with our vibration you were really going in deep with some weird stuff because yeah I love me some weird stuff mm-hmm. you got really into kundalini you always were but you were going mm-hmm. every single day mm-hmm. what was that doing for you kundalini is strange I've been practicing for a long time and I still find it to be so weird it's a yoga yeah it's yoga it's it's the yoga of awareness mm-hmm. and it's a more energetic yoga it's not you know your typical vinyasa or hatha your eyes are closed during the practice there's a lot of breathing you're working with mantra and sound current and strange poses that you hold for long periods of time a lot of shoulders and arms kenna took me once and i was just like fully craned over my neck glaring at her because you have to hold your hands out straight for like five minutes Mm -hmm. and my little weak arms were like so not ready for it plus we sang a song Mm -hmm. and I accidentally sang an extra verse of the song like you know just for four beats until I realized no one else was singing and I was like kundalini yeah I've taken a couple I mean I've taken a lot of people to their first class but a few of those people when we finish are like I'm like did you like it and they're like yeah and then later on they're like I lied to you I hated it (laughs) I'm like why are you lying it's fine but so I, I recognize that it's really not for everyone. Like it it also this isn't a requirement, but a lot of people wear white. They also cover their heads, so they wear turbans. So it's different, you know, it looks different than But like you don't have to yeah, you know, do, you don't like, have to do anything. There's no what Russell Brand is super into it. Yeah, there's uh, there's a lot of people that are really into it. It's Who, becoming more yeah, yeah. It's becoming more mainstream. It just has this crazy way of going into the subconscious and reworking things Mm. and it doesn't seem as specific sometimes as something like theta healing or hypnosis but it goes in and it starts to take out stuff you didn't even know you wanted to let go of like i haven't been able to drink i love coffee Mm, you do yeah like with the from a deep place in my heart and I have not been able to drink caffeinated coffee for three months now Mm. it takes out substances it takes out people it takes out habits where you just cannot do it anymore and it's bizarre and it happens to it's not just me it happens to like all my all my friends that practice oh man yeah I need to start doing it again um hopefully hopefully I'll do kundalini yoga and it'll make me want to keep doing kundalini yoga yeah (laughs) uh this kind of brings me to where we are now uh Mm -hmm. which is you've changed your focus from theta a little bit to hypnosis yeah something like that i guess so this guy came to me through my blog i had a blog for a bit and you still have it it's kenna dot com k-e-n-n slash a and it's beautiful thank you you were my big supporter mm-hmm. so he came to me through the blog wanted to meet up for a cup of coffee i knew him mostly through friends we met up and he told me a story and said would you be willing to meet me once a week for an almost like therapy sort mm. of thing and i said did you know that i used to do this as a job essentially work with people one-on-one in the healing capacity and he said no I had no idea I thought that you would think this request was super weird so we start meeting once a week and a couple months in he tells me that he owns a branding and design studio and asks if I want to come on on a trial basis as their writer and Mm. I said yes so 
the work with Eduardo is what kind of opened me back up to this healing aspect of myself. I mean, it never left, but I was pushing it away and I didn't work with it for a while. I just focused solely on creative endeavors. I like something that you said to me once where you were like, I didn't believe in the theta really. Mm-hmm. So I stopped. But then going into your life, you realized that it was you didn't believe in yourself and you were bringing this non-belief into everything you were doing. Yeah, I just found like I found with Theta that I only trusted it because of what other people told me. You know, Mm. people were having these really great experiences and I was getting a lot of information in the sessions. And so that's what I was going off of instead of my deep belief in it. And I thought it was just in relation to this thing and then I started doing other things and I watched as the same disbelief came up in everything that I do and I realized it was the common thread also theta is more kind of energetic woo woo than something like hypnosis it's not working Uh. directly with the brain and I really struggled to explain how this worked to people that didn't speak my own woo woo language Mm -hmm. and I even doubted it at times so then, because I have a long history with depression and anxiety, I've, I'm obsessed with the brain. I love research. I know. Oh, yes. You are like a neurosurgeon. Yeah. Unlicensed. Mm-hmm. Also unlicensed psychiatrist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so through this, I started to learn about these different things that you could do to work directly with the brain, epigenetics, um, neuroscience memory reconsolidation and I was like hmm this is all really interesting and then I kind of started to do it on myself and I started working with a hypnotist Mm. and I was like I think that this is what I've been looking for I'm really glad that you did because you um have been working with me Mm -hmm. with it and I have found it really powerful I was one of those people who did not think I could be hypnotized. Do you know when you like go to a magic show or something and they bring yeah. 10 people up and they like start doing weird shit? I could never be put in that state. Yeah. Um, And I was just like, uh, I don't think that would work for me, whatever, whatever, whatever. And had not a lot of resistance to it, just not a lot of interest in it. Yeah. Um, I didn't think it would work. But you did it and I really, really, really found it incredibly helpful and what you are doing is like putting someone in a relaxed state and then going backwards and helping them find traumatic memories yeah and redoing them which also I would find annoying when people be like change your narrative like change your story I'd be like why don't you shut the fuck up because that is impossible like yeah here's what happened and I'm not you know gonna be like whatever but if you're in a really relaxed state which you would put me in and P.S. Kenna said she's going to put up a free um, hypnosis session for superficial magic vibrators yeah on her blog so subscribe and get it um kenna.com uh you can go back and like give yourself what you needed in yeah. these moments of trauma yeah so there were I did a lot of different stuff when I was doing the theta because I was sort of being guided to do things and I didn't really know what I was doing I just kind of went with it so I got to experiment a lot mm. And sometimes I would do this. I would have, I would walk people, like re-walk them through certain events or things. I would get images and sort of visions sometimes and I would relay it to them and they would be like, oh, that was the Christmas that blah, blah, blah happened. And so we'd go back through it and I'd have them like integrate old parts of themselves with the new parts. And I didn't know if it worked. You know, I was like, is this like I knew the person felt good after, but I didn't know what I was doing. And then I started to read about this memory reconsolidation and learn more about hypnosis. And I was like, oh, that's what I was doing. Mm -hmm. And now I've been doing that with a handful of people. And I'm really interested to see how far we can take it in terms of lifting depression and working through addiction and I feel like there's so much room for possibility. I'm doing it on myself for a very particular. Of course you are. Yeah. I'm a little, <laughs> I'm, I'm my own experiment. You are a guinea pig for Kenna. Yes. And then hopefully other people. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Um, yeah, you took me back to a memory that was hard for me. I can't even remember it right now where I would share it. It's not like a secret or anything. It was just something, you know, that stood out to me when I was little. And you were like, okay, now give yourself what you needed in that Mm -hmm. moment and give everybody else in that scenario what they need to, um, to change the situation to be something that is good for you instead of something that's traumatic for you. And what's interesting about that to me is that like when I was a psychologist, you, when you have something traumatic happen to you, you store it in a completely different part of the brain and it's really, really hard to reach it. Mm -hmm. So that's why like EMDR and all these other little things that are a little bit different than normal talk therapy um, are said to reach it. But this is cool because you are reaching the trauma and then you're kind of bringing it by rewiring it just back into normal memories and it's not a trauma anymore yeah and it gets to be like an art form you know you can be as creative as you want you mm-hmm. can go and you can work with past present future Ooh. so we're not just working with past memories here you can work with your desired future you can work with today mm. and i found i work with a life coach i've worked with her for two years her name is taylor Iwalker. And one of the things that I'm not allowed to say is I don't know because yeah. it's it's not actually true. We do know. It's just not always at the surface of our minds. And I found that when I take myself into these sort of meditative states, when I'm feeling like I don't really know what I want to do or how do I proceed forward with this, the answers are there and they're so much more interesting and colorful mm. than my ordinary mind right. would give to me. Right. Okay. So I want to tell them about what happened when you hypnotized me yesterday. Oh, yeah. That was freaky. It was really weird. Um, Kenna came over, did a little hypnosis on me, which is super simple. She just has you relax, and it's the same state as, like, watching Netflix. Um, Nothing magical or hard to achieve. And then you walked me through this, this hypnosis, and we went back and redid a few memories, and you left after it was done, I was like mm-hmm. laying on my bed half out, just like, ugh. and you left the door open to my bedroom, which was fine. But the TV was on in the living room and I could hear it. And all of a sudden this commercial just came ringing into my room as I'm laying there five minutes after you left, maybe in this half state thinking about going back and changing my narrative. And it says, I can't find the, the exact quote, but it was like, I, how did it go, Kenna? It was something like, my name is Megan. Which, my name is Megan, you guys. It was a girl going, my name is Megan. I'm here to, like, change the narrative. I'm I'm here, once I change my narrative, I know I can do whatever I want. Yeah. I, like, sat up in bed so fast. I cannot explain. I mean, that's just what I was thinking about changing my narrative and this comes in, my name is Megan. I'm changing my narrative. Yeah. And when I can, I can do whatever I want. And I called you immediately and was like, Kenna. And you were like, I think you might have been dreaming. And I was like, oh, right. Yeah. I probably was. But then I went outside and rewound. And it was this, like, a, like advertisement for a show. And the character was just talking. It's the arrangement. Good show, I guess. I never watched it. But um, people say it's great. I was like, that's really weird and yeah it made me happy because it was like a step back into the stuff that was always happening to us when we were in the state of being really open to the stuff yeah it was that sort of instantaneous sign Mm -hmm. that when I get those signs sometimes they're really specific like obviously that one is super specific yeah sometimes they're not and I think when they're not it's just like little signs from the universe going like you're on the right track totally it's so annoying when it's just like like one time I said a sentence and then the TV, lots of coincidence with the TV, said the sentence that I had just said right behind my head. And I was yeah. like, what? And I turned around and it was like this guy that I had a crush on and like knew. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, we're supposed to be together. No, we're not. <laughs> um, So sometimes it's just like wink like a little wink from the universe. Yeah. And you can't be like, oh, and also speaking of crushes. We talked about this guy I have a crush on now during my hypnosis. Oh, yeah. And I had to walk two miles after the (laughs) hypnosis session to get my car because I needed to walk and I had left it 
um, at my friend's house and I'm walking looking like a crazy person because I'm all hypnosis out in an um, inside out sweatshirt like craziness and my crush turns the corner and looks straight at me and drives by and I'm two miles from my house by his house because that's where my car is and I was like fuck yeah but uh you know that's uh that's the kind of stuff that happens yeah it's the way the universe works sometimes I feel like some of us have like specific things that we can manifest the most easily and for Mm. me like I manifest people because I think people challenge me yeah for different reasons but people relationships like that's one of my big challenges in this lifetime and so I can manifest them really easily so we're talking people like I don't know like big celebrity crushes Mm -hmm. and that sort of thing like I will just start running into them around town Mm -hmm. I mean I do live in LA so it makes it a bit easier (laughs) right but (laughs) it's also happened outside of LA but it'll happen with friends too and sometimes the opposite will happen like there was a friend that I would run into all the time around the neighborhood and we got into a fight our friendship dissolved I no longer see her like we we go to the same like food places coffee places grocery store you know all the things never see her it's just like what is that it's like the vibration just shifts a little bit and your vibration is just kind of like you're just a magnet like drawing to you yeah stuff and then when it changes even just an inch everything else kind of falls into change too yeah it's like sometimes for me it's like the universe is doing for me what I can't do for myself because sometimes I'll try to use this quote-unquote power to see like a guy that I liked and they're usually like not very good guys and I just cannot for the life of me run into them and in fact like we'll we'll both have plans to go to the same like event and one of us won't go Mm. and I'll be like god damn it universe (laughs) let me live my life (laughs) let Let me me make mistakes I think another interesting part of the subconscious is that, and we kind of touched on this, but you can make people treat you a certain way without knowing it. Oh, yeah. And that's another thing we learned in school. It was awful. Yeah. It was just like really serious teachers who are not into like woo-woo stuff at Mm -hmm. all would be like, the subconscious is insane and you can make people treat you the way that your story is. Like I can find myself saying something to somebody that I wouldn't say to anyone else without mm-hmm. even thinking that it's strange because their story is so alive in them yeah. and it's just insane that our subconscious is link up like that yeah. and just start operating and five percent of us is what's doing the talking and 95 percent of it is like ticking away yeah I mean I had some really deep hardcore beliefs that were really causing me to suffer and last year all three of them showed up on the outside as people saying them to me and it really forced me to look at these beliefs and have to get rid of them because it was so painful to have people that I either loved or trusted say these things to me one of them was a a body belief you know Mm. that I was fat and Megan would always be like you gotta stop saying this and Mm. and then a good guy friend of mine started saying the craziest stuff to me about my body and Megan was like Cannot this you are creating this mm-hmm. like no one else has this sort of stuff said to them mm-hmm. yeah I, I mean and if you guys could see Kenna her body is perfect and it's just absurd so um I mean it's, I don't know about that. it's interesting that you could you know have a wound so deep that somebody would begin poking at it because that yeah. seems to be the pattern actually I think I may have mentioned this on a past episode I went to a new school in eighth grade mm-hmm. not a cool girl in eighth grade can't <laughs> know if you guys can imagine that but um yeah I know very different from the person you see in front of you now <laughs> in sweatpants um and I had to go out of town this this like Thursday Friday mm-hmm. with my dad mm-hmm. um we were going to Dallas you guys pretty cool <laughs> and while I was gone I became obsessed that somebody was going to write you suck on my locker mm. is this a 1992 Disney show <laughs> no like why would I even start thinking that yeah I became obsessed with it I swear on my mom my cat my life when I came back to school you suck was written on my locker yeah I believe it and I've seen like weird really weird really specific stuff like that happen I was just like I've never forgotten it Mm -hmm. I I remember just sitting there and being like okay and it was written really lightly in like a pen like I'm holding that like a Bic pen so I could just like 
take my finger and smudge it. And so yeah, but I was like, strange. Who? What? How? Mm-hmm. Where? Um, and it's always stood out to me that kind of these wounds can be so, um, so expressed through other people that aren't even aware that they're doing it. Mm-hmm. That's why we need hypnosis. That's why we need to theta and reaching the subconscious and shit like that because otherwise I don't know how much yeah yeah I'm actually not gonna call it I don't know what I'm gonna call what I do in terms of the like expression I feel like with the word hypnosis you kind of think of like the old guy with the clock going Mm -hmm. tick tock tick tock and people get really weirded out they they're like am I gonna like forget everything that you do and so I don't want to use that word but i have yet to figure out what this new the term that i will call it will be but to be continued mm, we'll go through if anybody has any ideas it. send them to us please. yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm totally open maybe guinea pigs guinea pigs that would be a fun do you guys do you want to come do my guinea pig work because it's kind of like a blend of a new thing i don't think you're on my naming <laughs> team project <laughs> Okay, what about this one? Theta gnosis. Mm, no, I don't know about that one either. <laughs> okay, I'm. I'm gonna. Think you know, of I'm it. very particular. I'm gonna think of it. All right, I'll, it'll come to me. Yeah, you're, um, you're occupied now. You need mm-hmm. to let your brain get in that theta state. Exactly. Um, you actually. Wait, what was like you? Um, oh, your create workshops. Yeah, that's actually something I wanted to talk about too because I'm doing that with you. Mm-hmm. Um. You're just starting this. Yeah. It's super, super, super cool. You take um, people's idea that they want to bring into reality. Mm-hmm. For me, it's my book. Mm-hmm. And you sit down with them. And you know, like when you have to run errands and you just can't do it. Like, mm-hmm. for example, I'm going to make you stay after today to call this girl. I've been avoiding <laughs> calling for forever who hit my car. Um <laughs> But I just wouldn't be able to do it alone. Like, but with your friends there and makes you do it, you yeah. can or somebody, uh, you're like, you will sit with someone and help them organize. Yeah, we'll do. Cause I do these at work for different things on naming projects or brand ideas. We'll do these brainstorms. Mm. And so I really love doing this and I'm really interested in supporting other people's creativity and it is easier sometimes to work on someone else's project than uh, it is yeah. your own. So I thought, why not offer that as a service and then blend it with some of the healing work? So for you, we worked on your book and kind of ideas and outlines and title names or chapter names. And then we also looked at the ways in which you were blocking yourself. And then we have this other part of our sessions where we go in and rewire that. And we do the hip... Because no snosh Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Oh, yay. I got it. Yeah. Um, I'm excited about that. You're having a workshop. It starts when? So the workshop is also called Create. It is on, it's starting February 8th, and then it's on the 15th, the 22nd, ending March 1st. Mm-hmm. It's going to be at my house in Los Angeles from 7 to 9 p.m. And essentially the idea is that we're going to be tapping into our highest vision, creating plans of action, discovering our collective blocks, working through those, and then much more. Do you think you could ever do something like this online with like a group of people? Yeah. So I, like I said before, I work with a life coach and she, I have so many like plans of action and things. And I've had online courses on my plan of action for years, Mm -hmm. but some projects take longer than others. I mean, I guess. I'll help you with that. Yes. 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 Yeah. Because people have said that to me before. I used to teach. I taught a workshop called the magic way. And the last time that I was going to teach it, some people in New York were like, oh, can you make this online? Yeah, exactly. So, and yeah, yeah. Um, I want to start doing like online courses too or like one-on-ones yeah. on manifesting. But it's the Internet is complicated to me. So I don't know. I, I guess it's just Skype, but it feels really scary. So, yeah, I'll have to help you with it. Cause I'll help you with it too. Yes. Yes. Teamwork. Friendship. We'll it's be- the best ship. Yes. Um, tell us your manifesting secrets. Okay. Tell us how to get the money, Kenna. 
get that money. Here's what we all came for. How do we get that money and dick? <laughs> well, I know how to get that money. I don't know about that second one. Or or vagina or any, you know. Whatever you're whatever into. Whatever you're into, of course. Yeah. So, yeah, I know you're obsessed with manifesting. I am. You are one of the better manifestors that I know. Thank you. You're welcome. And Megan and I used to like geek out on manifesting. Mm-hmm. We used to call this is embarrassing the universe the uni. <laughs> <laughs> and then we'd listen to like we were we were the joke was we were in on the joke. Like, yeah, we realized how sometimes ridiculous we sounded. Mm-hmm. Like our windows would be open, and we were like, "Oh God, if anyone hears us right now, we sound so." Yeah, like somebody so LA and stun darted us and like dragged us. Yeah, yeah, like totally that Instagram account overheard LA. If you guys yes. know it, yes. Um, but we were being sincere, so <laughs> we would call it the uni. And yeah, uni was sometimes nice, sometimes mean, as you all have experienced it to be. And uh, yeah, how do we get it to give us what we want? So how do we? I How first use the uni. Yeah. So I first learned about manifesting. I manifested my way into nightclubs and parties when I was starting like 15. So I didn't know what I was doing. I would just like be in either New York or in Miami and there would be like the super cool party or like the latest nightclub and I wanted to go and I literally looked like I was 12 and didn't know any club promoters or those kind of people at the time and all of a sudden it would be like the fair the club fairy godmother this person would just like appear and be like hi girls and would just start talking to us and we would make friends with them and then they would bring us well they're called pedophiles but <laughs> it, you were manifesting it i love it at no the- but the thing is is that they weren't creepy like they weren't trying to do anything i was also with some older girls so not everyone looked 12 but mm. everyone was under it was 18 and under <laughs> <laughs> when i was 15 i was like trying to manifest more sweet valley high books being written because i was like i finished them all i need my crack addiction fixed we all have our thing yeah right? yeah um okay by the time i was 21 i was kind of like uh, i'm done although that's not when i finished partying but i was a bit over it i started early and then you know i got out of the game mm-hmm. take yourself in take yourself out yeah it's- i mean i was kind of forced out but you know. <laughs> whatever yeah <laughs> gotta leave the club sometime yeah um okay so why do you think that that was coming to you? I just, well, here's the thing. I believed in it. Mm. I believed that I could make it happen because my best friend at the time would be like, I don't know, Kenna, I don't know if we're going to be able to get in. And we don't, and I would be like, we're gonna. Is this like, the best friend that I stalk? One of your old best friends that I'm obsessed with? From New York? With? Yeah. Yes, I okay. think so. <laughs> she has this yeah. really interesting old best friend. Yes. No, no, it's not her. Oh, it's okay. a different one. This one best friend, and we can erase this if I'm not allowed to say it, but like mm-hmm. was the most popular girl and then she just disappeared. Oh, I found her. I know. But before oh. you found her, I was like stalking her religiously because wh- why would a popular girl just not be on social media? That's what they're supposed to do so anyway different best friend different friend um so she would be kind of worried she's a worrier and I would just be like no it's gonna happen Mm. and I fully believe that and then it would happen in weird ways and that was the beginning I always believed in mystical stuff and you know like when I was 12 I was in Catholic school and they were trying to make me make my confirmation and when the nun asked why I wouldn't do it I said it was witch (laughs) So you're literally carrying a book that says witch right now. Yeah, you are a witch. I'm something. I am too. Do you, did you know that if you have your period on the full moon, you're a witch? I've heard, yes, I've heard this. So we're definitely witches. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Go, go continue. So yeah, I think that's a big part of it is just the belief. Like I'll see, we know that this is a thing, and lots of people in LA know that manifesting is a thing. It's like a buzzword, you mm-hmm. know, but. It was different years ago, and also not everyone knows. Mm -hmm. So I think, or maybe they know, but they don't believe in it. So just knowing that you can create your reality is a powerful way to start. Yeah. From there, you know, I don't necessarily have a set way to manifest because I've seen it work differently for different people. I think something that happens is that people get really focused on a result and then when it doesn't come through they blame themselves because 
And you're like, well, I'm co-creating my reality. I'm creating this. Like, why aren't I good but enough can it, to... can it be like in a fun way where you're like, okay, not like getting hard on yourself, but like, okay, what I'm doing isn't working for uni. Yeah. I mean, I'm very perfectionistic and result driven. Mm-hmm. So for me... I think anyone like me, it can be easy to fall into that. Like being more loosey goosey is a little bit harder. Yeah. But yeah, if you can have fun with it, just like anything else in life, it's great. It's an art form. It can, you know, it's magical. It can kind of feel woo woo. I don't know. Like take it as you need to, to mm-hmm. make it more fun and light. I'm not aligned with, like, there's some traditional rules that I don't really know if I believe in and then there's things that are super popular that I don't know if I believe in I think it's like I said before it's different for everyone and you have to like experiment I have a mentor her name is Alina Brower and I was in her class one day she's a yoga teacher and she said you don't go to a teaching looking for an answer you allow the teaching to move through you and give you your own unique answer Mm -hmm. and I love that because there's so much information there's so many books blogs and instagrams and we're overloaded with information and i think you have to discover what works for you and it's all it's always like a little blend of everything yeah just be like me just turn yourself into your own experiment and (laughs) (laughs) your own encyclopedia of um witchery yeah and then you can share what you know i think this is another thing i my teach i think it was from my tea teacher He said that when you align with a teaching, it's because it was always in you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, something you'll never learn. It's not learning. It's just like pings of realization. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Thank you for putting it into words. Um, I was listening to an Abraham Hicks last night, of Uh course. Uh And I just loved what they said so much, which was, um, you know, and it's something I've heard before, but it was that... Negative beliefs and limiting beliefs, Mm -hmm. which we all have because Mm -hmm. from zero to seven, we're in theta and Mm -hmm. adults around us are telling us stupid shit all the time because they have their own programming Um, that that like we have to get over our limiting beliefs because the universe wants to come through us and it's most powerful form so badly. Yeah. And that's how we're, and by doing that, we're helping other people do that. It's like a quantum physics leap for Mm -hmm. humanity. And it's really our responsibility to let these little thoughts die. Yeah. And I think another thing is it's both aligning with your intuition, which is a journey and then aligning with your true self. Like I didn't want to be myself Mm -hmm. you know I wanted to be like a super cool model nylon magazine yeah like I just wanted to be this idea of this this idea I had in my head and I'm just like not that like I said before like I love research and Megan jokes sometimes like she said to me once how could you ever think you were cool you used to go to beanie baby conventions (laughs) Which is true. I was very committed to my Beanie Baby collection. <laughs> she would pick them up and like weigh them in her hand, like like get a good grip on how what the weight was. And yeah, the to make sure that they were real. If I was gonna right. pay the, if I was gonna <laughs> fork over my money, <laughs> you had a lot of money, Kenna. Yeah, my dad's money. <laughs> I wanted to make sure we were getting real rare, retired Beanie Babies. Good. Do you have the Diana? Yeah, I had her. And where is it? I don't know where my Beanie Baby collection is anymore. I'm a bad Beanie Baby mother. (laughs) We need to find those. We could make a lot of money. Yeah, we'll take a trip back to New York for that one. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, letting go of who you thought you were supposed to be when you were little is really hard. Yeah, like I just, I wanted to make the blog happen so badly. Mm -hmm. And I became obsessed with it. And I transferred all of my number obsession from eating disorders over to web analytics and Instagram numbers. And it just wasn't turning into what I wanted it to be. And then finally, this happens to me sometimes. The universe like forces me to let go or just kind of slaps me, it feels like. That happened and I let go. And then all of a sudden, these three big manifestations came in. So you're saying, but by letting go of the one that wasn't working, Mm -hmm. you had room for three to just immediately pop up like little seeds that you didn't even have to work for yeah because another good way to look at it is 
as energy. You're putting so much energy into this thing. And mm. that could be a man, that could be a job, that could be an idea about yourself, a belief system. And all of your energy is going that way. So you don't have any energy left for the other stuff. Mm-hmm. And there's no space for the other stuff to fit. So all of a sudden you release that, you have your energy back, you make this space and you can align with what you want. Yeah, and align with yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It feels so good to be in alignment. Yeah, it does. It's, and it feels awful to be out of alignment. Especially when you're, you're come into alignment more often. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. as soon as I go out of alignment, my like chest hurts. I feel so like sad and sick and heavy and like, uh, and yeah, not to say I won't stay in that state for a week. Um, yeah, I sure will. But it feels really, really bad. And then it feels so good when I finally have the like click or thought or whatever that just brings me back into like ease. It's okay. Yeah, everything's fine. And the alignment can kind of I'm so obsessed with relaxing right now. I'm so obsessed not not like relaxing like watching TV on the mm-hmm. couch, but just making everything light. It's the feminine. I was saying that to Helena this morning because I'm working I had you know one of those belief systems come up and I'm forced into looking at it through a person and I woke up this morning just like I woke up yesterday with a lot of anger and I Mm. wanted to hold on to that anger because that anger made me feel powerful and it made me feel like I could keep distance between me and this person and then I have a, a tea practice it's kind of a meditative form of drinking tea I sat down with my tea I put on one of my kundalini mantras And then the tears just came and Mm -hmm. the anger went away. And then I'm just in this soft, relaxed, Mm -hmm. receptive place, which is the feminine, which has nothing to do with gender. It's just a feminine energy. And that's where you can receive. That's the place of manifestation. Mm -hmm. They always say get into the receiving mode. Abraham Mm -hmm. Hicks, my little my little boyfriend and girlfriends, Mm because they're a collective consciousness. Um, Yeah. Get into the receiving mode. And I just am beginning to realize how hard I've made that mode to come by because I'm like I have to do so much work to get to that receiving mode and it's like no you have to be happy right now and the receiving mode opens inside of you it's so much easier than we ever were taught so (sighs) yeah because it's what we've been taught forever it's Mm -hmm. the patriarchy it's this idea of more and more and more push Mm -hmm. very masculine very go-getter competitive there's not enough scarcity mindset rat race Mm. we live in a big city with a lot of creative people and a lot of competition and it's just even though the city has kind of this idea of like being chill it's really not Mm -mm. it is like it is but it also isn't like restaurants are busy all the time and people wear like flip-flops and sweatpants but they're still super stressed on the inside Mm -hmm. yeah I mean, it's more chill than New York. Yeah, it's definitely more chill than New York, but it's not chill like, no. compared to. Absolutely. Like not. when you leave LA, all of a sudden your nervous system just like starts to settle. Mm-hmm. And then when you come back, it's like, oh, you can feel yourself getting closer. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, it's it's a real thing. Mm-hmm. So discovering my path to alignment through relaxing and relaxing while I'm doing work, like yeah. even like right now, just relaxing into conversation because I want this to be a good conversation Mm -hmm. but making it like fun and light and fine if it's not a good conversation which it is but you know what I mean like um, accepting yeah just open Mm -hmm. and then present I feel so much better yeah yeah another thing I think is for getting in alignment with your intuition or being able to hear it is being in your body Mm. which so many of us don't do again with that rat race and it can sometimes be a scary place. To so what do you mean? Be? Just like being grounded? Yeah, to be grounded, but to actually like, I feel like we can leave our energy places and we got scattered and just, you know, sometimes I just sit with myself and I call my energy back. I spent a couple weeks in kind of a meditation, not continuously, obviously, mm. but just daily of just calling my energy back into my body and doing things like getting outside being in nature especially if you live in a city walking barefoot yoga like a vinyasa practice kundalini is more like it'll take you up and out so it's important if you practice a lot of kundalini to complement it with a grounding practice Mm. so that you're in this body and that's where the intuition speaks i think especially as women that's where a lot of our power is uh that's where a different story can come through the Mm. body has like an intelligence that 
is very different from the mind. Right. Right. Yeah. I'm a very airy person. Yeah. Well, you are a Capricorn. You're a Capricorn, which is but, an Earth sign. Yeah, but what's your rising? I don't know. Carly, if you're listening, tell me. I forgot. Yeah, it's something airy. Yeah. I feel like we've talked about it. And your Ayurvedic, is it your Ayurvedic? Or it's the thing we did with that acupuncturist, Carolyn. Oh, yeah. We did our types, and you were something that was more airy, mm-hmm. and I was the Earth. Yeah. I have to, it takes a lot for me to get grounded back into my body. And people are all the time like, where are you? And Dana's like that too. Dana's been a really big mirror for me with that. She wouldn't mind me saying, but like, I will be like, Dana, like you, she's not in her body. And I feel like I'm the exact same way. So, um, it's just cool to start to realize things and to work on them. And yeah, I'm really excited for the hypnosis to keep going. Yeah, me too. I'm having some really interesting things happen, both in my own personal experiment and then these experiments that I'm conducting on other people. (laughs) I hope that um, you'll come talk to us again. Yes. And I hope that you'll figure out how to do your web seminars soon so that people who live far away can meet you and talk to you and have this experience too if you're in LA come to the workshops I'm going to try to be there Lindsay Cockburn's going to try to be there yeah um it's going to be great and kenna k-e-n-n dash a dot com subscribe and then you'll get the confidence meditation It'll come into your email. And then if you want to find me on Instagram, it's Kenna Conway. K-E-N-N-A-C-O-N-W-A-Y. And the meditation is also hypnosis. Yes. Correct. For lack of a better term. <laughs> Should I try naming it again or no? If you want. Okay. The um, the the secret brainwave... <laughs> I was like, the Slumber secrets party. of, I think the secret is taken. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, it's called the secret. <laughs> I was literally once taking a shower and I dropped like my body wash and almost screamed and was like, I, I'll write a show called Friends. Oh my God. And I was like, oh my, okay. Somebody <laughs> did that. Um, Okay, you guys, I love you. I'll talk to you next week. Kenna, we will see you soon. Yes. Thank you for doing this. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. And um, yeah, have a good week, vibrators. Mwah. Bye. This is what you gotta do. Ain't no treadmill. No, no, no. Ain't no bicycle. No, no. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.